I'm finna put all this in my book bag because I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition, and we're back at it with another episode of the MYFB podcast. And today with me, I have a young man that has gathered a small community of men around him and started help them to start their healing journey. I have with me King Ref, aka Ref. Uh man, what's the other AKAs, man? I feel like you you like the nickname King out here. Oh man, I had a lot of nicknames coming up. You know, King Ref is probably the only nickname I came up with myself, to be honest. Mm. So um, I'm very, you know, happy about that. Another thing, too, what inspired the name uh, King Ref was I always felt like I didn't think like other people. You know, I always thought like I always felt like internally I was like a king. Mm. and that's pretty much what inspired it honestly gotcha gotcha all right so this community that you built right uh particularly being you know birthed out of the red pill community um talk to us a little bit more about what the red pill community actually is a lot of our listeners may not know just uh teach us a little something all right so the red pill community is a community where they it's a community of guys where they are inspired by the movie, The Matrix, because The Matrix is is more, they utilize the red pill and they utilize the blue pill. And the blue pill is more like the fantasy and the red pill is more like reality. So a lot of guys are, they took that in relation to women. So what they did was they said, you know, we're gonna call this the red pill because this is the reality of dealing with women and the blue pill is the illusion of what women, um, of what you think women should be like. Mm. You know, okay. as far as Disney princesses and all, all that, you know? Oh man, so what's really interesting about that is, um, you know, that, that kind of brings to mind right away. I always thought like, you know, women grew up with the fantasies of what men were, but you know, right off the bat, you're, you know, letting us know men also have these fantasies of what women are supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's talk about what are some of those fantasies that men have? Like, what what are the ways that we romanticize um, a woman's actuality from the idea of a woman? And how do you feel that really hurts our relationship with women? Um. Well, it really comes down to the root of where it stems from a lot of guys you know they've been because i mean let's face it most of us in our earliest years have a closer relationship to our you know mothers right you know even if it's not a positive one we just have that because she's around you get what i'm saying the most right not saying fathers aren't around but just normally just normally like on average you know most children are around their mothers especially in their earliest ages so they they end up thinking like because mom takes care of me good because mom is you know doing what she can for me to the maximum of her ability woman any woman i'm with is going to be like that as well mm. that's, that's- that's where that illusion oftentimes starts because 
mommy is doing all this for me. But then the reality is a lot of men, they face that brutal reality. Like, nah, this ain't, this is not how I perceive women to be because the original woman I'm so accustomed to was not like that. Or those traits that the negative traits of the woman that I'm currently dealing with, I did not see that from my mom. So it creates a level of confusion. Right. And I think one of the biggest problems with that is that um, regardless of whether or not you've seen it in your mother, it was probably present, right? Like you probably just weren't the person dealing with that. But um, I think a lot of um, boys start to realize, realize as they get older, you're going to start dealing with a lot of those uh, habits and you just got to be realistic about, you know, who your mom actually is. Exactly. Exactly. Another thing, too, to also keep in mind is that another illusion that guys have oftentimes had is that a woman is going to be there no matter what. Mm. You know, that's one of the illusions that a lot of guys initially believe because, uh, I mean, let's be honest, like a lot of people, they have like codependent, you know, relationships with their moms. Yeah, definitely. So because of that, there a lot a lot of it really stems from how they perceive, you know, mothers to be like. And another thing too, the media, the media pushes a lot of you know, over overly positive female stereotypes, and they downplay a lot of men as well. Mm, okay. So so if you look at like The Simpsons or Family Guy. The male characters like Homer and um, Peter, they're looked at as dumb. Right. Whereas the woman, you know, in the show, even though everyone is, you know, they all have dumb moments, but on a consistent basis, the male characters are viewed as dumber than the female characters. You know what? You're um, definitely not the first person I heard to say that. Um, I remember there was a guy I was listening to a couple of years back and he always brought that up. If, if he brought up if you pay attention to the idea of the husband or the father and a lot of these sitcoms and the ways that men are being uh, depicted, it's the stupid man and the intelligent um, captured woman, right? Where she's, you know, the, the image that's portrayed is that she's basically a slave to his stupidity. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So do you feel like... Um, those stereotypes kind of spilled over into real life into um dating when women dealt with men and if so how did they really occur how did they come up uh yeah um when it comes to a lot of women uh yes it definitely did occur and it manifests in different ways to where a lot of women sleep on a man's um intuition shout out to the ghost for saying uh for telling me that but they sleep on a shout woman. Shout out to uh, Double Ghost because he he does all of the uh, the beat that everybody hears at the end of the podcast. He did that for both this podcast and the fucking essentials. So shout out to him, one of the greatest sound engineers and producers ever. But go ahead, man. Yeah, man. He was saying like women sleep on a man's you know intuition. Like a lot of women don't really listen to men these days. You feel me? Like even I have a head on my shoulders, and they're. And my, and as far as women like actually taking what I say seriously, it's not that high. Mm. You get what I'm saying? A lot of women, they they value me as a listening ear and stuff like that. But 
as far as actually really, really listening to what I'm saying and the seriousness behind what I'm saying, I don't think they're able to grasp that because of the programming. Would you? What do you say when um that the counter the counter argument is introduced that a lot of men don't listen to women, right? Like I, I know a terribly awful amount of men that will straight up tell you they don't listen to women, they don't value their opinions. Um, what what do you say to that counter argument? Um, to be honest, there's truth to that. Um, both genders are just hard headed and don't listen to each other as a collective. Mm. You know, because a lot of people, as a collective, we have a comprehension disorder, bro. Like, just okay. as a collective, a lot of people, they lack comprehension skills. Got you, got you. Okay, so, so you, not... you, you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. A lot of people, based off of what I noticed, you'll find people that is, like, smart. You know, you'll find people that have intelligence, but the comprehension skills is extremely rare. A lot of comprehension skills is just rare. So the way that you have like high emotional intelligence at the level that you're at and doing what you're doing, not many people have that ability. And I'm not saying they got to do the exact same thing as you, you right. ambition, but it's more like they don't have the comprehension skills to do what you do. So my, my thing is what happens when you have, let's say, a woman who feels like she's never been listened to and respected by a man, right? And then that same man comes back around to try and give her advice. Do you think that that woman should listen or like what, what would she be wrong for then not listening to men uh, if that's what she's experienced on the flip? Uh, to be honest, to be honest, uh, it's, it's pretty much a gray area thing. It really depends because if the advice is solid, as much as we, you know, can dismiss an individual for past, you know, mistakes, if it's solid advice, it's solid advice. No, but that, that at the same sense. time, I can't neglect how she feels towards that, that individual because it's similar to like the boy who cried wolf, you know, mm -hmm. the, you know, he kept crying, oh, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, there's a wolf. And then people didn't believe him. And I think he got killed later. I, if I recall that story, but yeah, it's kind of like that. He finally showed up and no, none of the villagers came to help. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So then what? what is it? So two-part question. What is it that you think men can do to increase the interpersonal relationship with women and better um, and help develop better relationships with the opposite sex? And then the same question for women. Uh, to be honest, you're gonna laugh if I tell if I say this, man. Phonics. I, I, I won't. You said what? Phonic, phonics, man. <laughs> no, actually, phonics. No, no, seriously. Like the comprehension skills, because the thing with comprehension is everyone has various different degrees of discernment based off of what they've experienced. Mm. So. I can't expect people to have my level of discernment because I've been in so many unconventional situations. You've been in so many unconventional situations right. that it's like certain things we're able to pick up on because we've been, we've been in just weird places. You get what I'm saying? Essentially that a lot of people just don't relate to. So our minds and how we operate is different. 
So it's like comparing a man who hunts great white sharks for a living with a spear versus a guy who shoots deer. You get what I'm saying? Right. Because the ocean, we are at the complete mercy of that environment. So mm. for you to be able to have that skill to capture great whites, despite their size and their strength and all that, you're going to have a different experience most people are not going to relate to. Because most people don't fish and most people don't fish great whites. So when it comes to a lot of men, you know, they need phonics. Seriously, they need phonics. They need to get to the groundwork of comprehension because a lot of guys, what I notice is women can be telling you something and you can overlook it because you're really not trying to like comprehend what she's, where she's coming from. Mm, got you. You know, a lot of guys, they have to like really understand where they're coming from. And another thing too, when it comes to a lot of guys on another thing they can improve in is that, you know, it sounds like, you know how like we want women to be a little more logical when it comes to dealing with us. I'm not saying yeah. we have to be a little more emotional, but we have to like try to understand the root cause of where her emotion might be stemming from. So increase empathy, basically. I, I won't say necessarily empathy, but it's more like, in, like try to, di I won't say dissect, but try to get to the root of where she's coming from. Because empathy is more like you're feeling for someone. You can like relate. I, I don't, like I'm a man, bro. I can't relate to a woman completely. Well, no, I, I think there's like oh. a difference between like uh, empathy and sympathy. Sympathy is when you're feeling it as well as them. I think empathy is just simply saying like you can understand how they're feeling, but you're not feeling it for them. Right. But I'm 100 percent with you there. Right. Like I've never been a woman. I, I don't you know. I've never given birth. I wouldn't presume to know how bad that is or how great it is. Right. Um. And but I'm also very fair on the opposite side, you know, uh, I, for example, I don't allow a woman to tell me how to be a father and I don't presume to tell her how to be a mother. If there's something that I see that is uh, detrimental to the child and hopefully the same thing on the other side, tell me about being a good parent, but don't specifically tell me about being a father. Right. Because I wouldn't specifically tell you about being, being a mother. I view it as a, a respecting a mutual respecting. Yeah, of course, of course. And the roles are, the roles are just, yes, y'all both, you know, care for the child, but the roles are different and they're designed for different reasons. Right. Okay. They are designed for different reasons. Another thing I want to say mm -hmm. is that a lot of people, since you brought up fatherhood, a lot of men just culturally devalue their own paternal importance. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Like, it, it, people make it seem like being a mother is so much more important than being a father. And that's not true. That's not true. Being a father is so important. And it's not important just for the daughters. You know, it's important for everyone. It's even important for the mother. You know? I, I think that there's, um, I definitely agree with you, right? Like, there's a limit to how much each parent can do, right? Um. You know, even if you are in a situation where 
you're a boy who's learning how to be a man from a woman, when you go out and you actually execute based on that manhood and it's tested and tried, um, your, your version of manhood is going to change. So that's usually why I'll say, you know, a man can't teach a woman how to be a woman and a woman can't teach a man how to be a man. So there's, obvi- there's an obvious limitation there. I, I definitely agree with you. I think both parents are very important and they're both needed. What, what's your, what's your stance on, and we're going to hop into it. We're going to get a little bit more hot blooded. What's your stance on some of the divisiveness that we've seen from characters um, claiming the red pill movement, like Kevin Samuels um, and other guys who just kind of, you know, they kind of bathe women with things that they're doing wrong. And it seems a little bit more salacious than it actually is helpful uh what's your take on that all right so with when it comes to kevin samuels thing first all, i want to say like i like some of his content but it's not something i keep up with like every day like i don't i don't salivate over kevin's content <laughs> I, I you know <laughs> but the thing is with kevin mm-hmm. i think what kevin is doing is is polarizing mm. It is definitely it's obviously polarizing. But the thing is with Kevin is that Kevin, with all due respect, does not have. He has the authority to speak on what he's speaking about because the world he's lived in and his experiences, mm-hmm. but he does not have the authority to heal. He doesn't have that ability, it, you know, and we need healing more than we need high value. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I think a lot of his stuff is, um, you know, definitely calling shit out and it's not re- necessarily calling it out in a way that it's uh, going to be easily accepted and palatable. It's calling it out in a very like, fuck you, matter of fact way. And um, yeah. that's definitely not working for a lot of uh, people out there. So I, I could definitely see what you're saying. Um, do, do you think that... Um, because my sense is always, well, you know, these people are calling in, right? Um, he yeah. himself will say that he's been doing this work. And when he was talking to men the same way that he's currently talking to women, uh, nobody was latching on. But as soon as he started talking to women that way, uh, people started following him and latching on. Um, do you think that he's doing more harm with these women that he's talking to or more good? What, what do you think uh, to the scale is there? Uh, man, is he doing harm or is he doing good? That's that's a tough question. I, I really got to think about that for a sec. I really got to think about that for a sec. Don't worry, um, we got some time. I mean, the listeners might be uh, a little upset, but. <laughs> man, that's that's tough. That's very, very tough, man. That's very now, tough. I'll, I'll quantify it a little bit more because obviously, you know, you could think while I'm, I'm talking about it, but. Obviously, if you call into a show and someone tells you, you know, all of the things that you're doing wrong in this way that could be seen as rude, right? Like telling women that they're fat, they're overweight, and they may very well be fat and overweight, right? I'm not saying that's neither here nor there. It may be true or untrue. Um, you know, you're, you're, you know, disrespecting or devaluing the way that they see themselves, because the question of asking someone where they rate themselves on a scale of one to 10, that has to do more about how they see themselves than how the world actually sees them. 
And I think without actually acknowledging that those are two separate things that you're measuring and, yeah. you know, that that can be extremely confusing and extremely unnecessary to go over with somebody. Um, what's your stance there? Uh, damn, that's that's pretty tough. Um, I, I'll say it like this. I'll say it like this. Kevin's style is effective. But it does have some serious cons. And let me tell you why. Okay. It's effective because for the first time it, it, throughout like media history, we've seen a man give a reality check to a bunch of women. Mm. And that alone appeals to a lot of guys. I Just mean, as a collective. That that's the first time. Like, is, obviously, I, I think pimping is an extreme version of that, right? Like, you're taking it into the violence and into the abuse and extreme manipulation. Um, but isn't that essentially what the foundation of pimping is? And I say that because I think that's also why you'll have this guttural, you know, negative response or of like repugnation when you see a man check a woman. It's because we know about things like pimping, uh, domestic abuse, traditional control, uh, metrics, you know, the the actual factual things about the patriarchy. Um, would you say, and I, man, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of rapid firing these questions at you, so my apologies, but would you say that has something to do with why people are a little bit repulsed by him? Yeah, because it's the first, like, it just, it's the first time that a, you have a millionaire giving reality checks to women. Hmm like on a consistent basis because a lot of guys they don't have that access but here's the downside when it comes to kevin kevin's biggest downside and i don't think people touch on this kevin lives in a bubble you I know do i do he agree lives in a, he lives in a bubble like a lot of the things that he talks about don't get it twisted they're on point for someone at his class level but again they're not realistic it's not realistic I mean, universally don't don't you, would you and you know feel free to disagree with me here but i think a lot of the descriptions that he gives of women or of like this idea of the high value woman or the ideal woman has a um i don't know it, it sounds like a caricature of like a character from legally blonde or something you know what i mean like it's yeah, not that, yeah it, it doesn't seem to be culturally inclusive at all and that's kind of bothersome coming from a, a black man, but no. But his his like his upbringing was very like he went to he went to like great schools and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not, again I'm not here to make excuses, but his path in life made him limited as far uh, as his perspective. It's, you get uh, what I'm saying? It's yeah, not, like, you know, uh, like he was saying, like he was saying, you know. These are high value. There's not many men who are at that, who are at that level. Like America has 300 million people mm -hmm. and not many people are most, um, most people in America are not making 40,000 a year. Never mind the numbers he's talking about. It's not realistic. So you can't mm -hmm. tell, you can't tell women. And, and here's another thing about Kevin. A lot of the women who call in his show I think initially were women that was actually doing well for themselves. You know, they were women that, you know, own stores and stuff like that. I just think, I just think that he's able to 
he can shatter their reality, but he don't know how to put his put himself in their reality to adjust their reality. Got you. To what uh, what fit? Yeah, what fits well with their reality? For Got example, you. when I do consultations with people and they're telling me certain things, I tend to think about how I can, what can I do to cater to that individual specifically? Right. I can't use an all shoe fits all approach because it's different if someone comes to you and they're being shot. Mm. So, and they're traumatized from being shot. It's, but it's also different if someone is coming to you and, they're, and they've been molested or something like that. Both are traumatic experiences, but they are different. I can't approach each individual the same way with the same answer. Right. No, I can't definitely agree with that. Um, and I think that 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 is a big issue along with it. Right. But we don't got to spend all this time talking about Kevin Samuels. I'm pretty sure he gets enough uh, press coverage. Um, you, you mentioned something earlier, which was, you know, this idea of, you know, high value women. And when I say high value in this in, in this um consideration we're talking about women who have achieved their financial goals so women who are business owners homeowners uh calling into the kevin samuel show um and presumably that would be because loneliness is a you know has become a larger priority as time has moved on what advice do you have for those women from the masculine standpoint from the uh, man to, to be realistic, um, your your options are first off, you got to be real with where you stand in life. That's mm. the first most important thing. You got to be real with where you stand in life. You got to be real with what you can access and you got to be real as far as like your needs. If your needs and wants don't make sense or they're not palatable in your life, don't pursue those don't pursue that heavy you know that's that would be my advice like for example if a chick if a woman has owns a store and she's 35 years old and you know she's single she's trying to look for someone like i gotta ask why do you why do you want a man so much Mm. you know why do you want a man right like what does i want a man yeah like I want a man for this, this, and that. Okay, well, most men don't have these things that you desire. So if you desire a man to be at your level or greater, but you got to be attracted to him, it it, it creates, your options are limited. And then you want a man that doesn't play games. I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I've tried to tell women over and over again, right? And this is not a a thing where I'm trying to mansplain or any of that. My point to women is you want, if you want a man who's one attractive, uh, two good in bed and three doing well for himself financially, you are probably not going to get four a faithful monogamous man. Like that's not, gonna be in his I, I I like it's very 
it's not very likely that that's going to be something that that type of man desires, right? Um, and it's pretty simple. It's because he has options. You get what I mean? Um, yeah. And a man who... I, I think there, there can be a, a bit of um, a skew because a, a man who cares about himself and values himself will take the time to exercise his options. If I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah, it, it's hard to find that. So you're you're looking for a, a basically a monogamous Bruce Wayne. You know, a lot of... <laughs> I know it sounds funny as hell thinking about right. it, but... Like, imagine... A, monogamous tony stark yeah exactly it's hard to it's hard to because it's like your level of appeal and your level of options is just you just have so much to work with now as far as finding someone who is the most suitable is is definitely hard and this is why i'm about being realistic as possible because to be quite real with you a lot of women just off of the look stamp, because there is a beauty politics that comes with this type of stuff. Because a chick who is doing well for herself, that's like an eight or something like that, uh, you know, she's going to have more options with men who's at a certain caliber. So if she makes, let's and say... You want to know what's the crazy 80, part? Yeah. She has, you, you said it exactly like nail on the head. She has more options with men of a certain caliber. Men who are like in her lane, like the same guy that I mentioned, right? Yeah. They want nothing to do with her. And it's crazy for the, like the reason why is it men who are successful find women who are successful very hard to deal with um, when it comes to relationships. And it's not like a oh, well, she's hard to deal with, naggy, blah, blah, blah. That's not what we're talking about. It's more so it it can feel like this is something that she's very dedicated to and very crafted, and you aren't going to get any wiggle room or say. And these are men who are used to having say. So they find it very hard to mesh with other successful, uh, to mesh with their successful counterparts and vice versa. Yeah, of course, of course. And that and and it really comes down to and looks are tied into it as well. You know, people can say look like as far as just the vain beauty of looks is pretty much overrated. But as far as looks, there's there's politics that come with that as well. So you can have two women that's in the same, you know, financial position. They both make a hundred thousand dollars a year. One is a is an eight out of ten, and the other is a is a five out of ten. Right. Men, men who's probably at their level or I won't say men at their level, but who's going to be more appealing to Drake? The you eight. know, yeah, exactly. The eight is going to be more appealing to Drake. Drake is not going to openly wipe up a six because, again, image is, is important. Well, you see you see men that um have like insecurities they they'll pursue um a physically less attractive woman who's doing better for herself right um but then also think about what's going on there the objective is usually some sort of manipulation so right if i'm being honest just 
you got to even it out. You got to build genuine relationships with people and see who's actually there for you. Yeah, exactly. 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 And, and, you know, it's very tough because a lot of women who's at a, who's at a certain, like, for example, Oprah, for the most part, I know she was Stedman, but I mean, let's be honest. Is she? How many? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about their relationship, but as far as like the level that Oprah's at, how many people, how many men just across the board would deal with Oprah? You know, not not many. There's not many. Just off, just off, like just off how she looks. And then you bring up the Hove is one of my favorite rappers, but I find Beyonce to be kind of annoying. But in my defense, I've I've found her annoying since the very beginning. Yeah, man. But it, here's the thing: when it comes to like Beyonce, Rihanna, it, you have guys who who earn less that would that would want to put up with you know whatever <laughs> whatever you know toxic behavior. I won't say for that long, but they'll put up with it. But if Oprah's toxic and she's dealing with a guy that is worth much less than she is, he's oftentimes not going to want to stay for the most part. Well, how long do you actually need to stay before you've maximized benefit, right? Like you don't need to stay with a billionaire for 20 years to get your money. <laughs> like, get, yeah, that's what can get out. It's just different when it comes to like males and females, though, because uh, like if a woman is entering a situation with a billionaire, she's oftentimes going to come out of that situation a lot stronger. But she's also going to pretend for a lot longer because of the stigma. Like my personal opinion is that we put too much stigma on shit. Like I wish there were people like people would just be honest about what the fuck they want, like. If somebody came up to you, me and was like, you know, this is really 100% what I want out of you. Like, I want $20,000 in a baby, right? I'd yeah. much rather know that. But obviously, nobody's going to walk up to you and just say that. But the, there's an additional reason why they don't walk up to you and say that. It may not have nothing to do with you saying yes or no and everything to do with the way that we have uh, set up society where if a woman goes out and she's promiscuous, then she's the talk of the town or, you know, people have a whole ton to say about her. I'm not saying that you shouldn't think about it however you think about it or, you know, if you think that's something that a woman shouldn't do, great. My stance is if we got busy shutting the fuck up about it, then you would know who's who, right? I think ousting something and publicly shaming it only does more to hide it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's that's very, very true. Like a lot of people, they do fear shame across the board. You know, a lot of and, and this is the thing. This is why, again, like being realistic can really help the world, man. You know, because. There are guys who and another thing, too, I forgot to mention this before I forget personality. Oh. Personality is very, very important, man. Mm. A lot of people sleep on the currency of personality. Like, I couldn't be connected to you if I was just a regular, if I was just a regular Joe out here that wasn't about anything. I mean, yeah, no, I think that's, um, 
I think Pete Davidson is a great example of the personality thing, right? Because everybody's out here wondering, how's he with Kim Kardashian? How did he get with Ariana Grande? How was he with this person and that person? It's like Pete has a great personality, right? Like he's always joking. He's trying to have fun. Um, it's the same thing. When you bring up your personality, I think you're very, you're a very balanced individual, right? Um, you know, just because you represent, you know, a certain ideal or, you know, a zeitgeist, I don't see you nailing yourself to the cross on the shit. You get what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, at a certain point, like, I don't even want to, honestly, since it's about to be 2022, I don't even want to identify myself as red pill, man. Mm. You know, I just want to deal with reality because at the end of the day, the, you know, the red pill and the blue pill, those are great concepts. But here's the thing. It's based off of off of fiction. Mm. It's based off of fiction. It is based off a movie called The Matrix. I, I it's, like the it's, direction you're going in. You feel me? I'm about reality, you know? And don't get it twisted. Like, the, the idea of the red pill and the blue pill is great. But there's people like us who deal with reality. And our talking points are a lot more realistic and balanced than a lot of guys who claim to be red pill who's about the truth. Because a lot of people, they get into, like, the extremism of, of these things. They mm. get so attached to the concept of these things. Like, one of the things that gravitated a lot of people towards me in that community, um, and some of the people are some of the people I really rock with to this day, is the fact that I'm very, very balanced and realistic. They was like, yo, right. you open my mind outside of it. Right. So I'm, I, I guess this is a, a bit deep into the actual episode, right? So one of the things for a lot uh, for our listeners is, you know, I I you know showed up. I talked to your group and we had the podcast that you were running when you were live streaming, and you know I showed up on that as well. But it was recognizing you built a community of men internationally, right? There were men from here. There were men from uh, the UK. Um, I think you even had a couple people from Canada that were, you know, really serious about healing some of the scars and some of the wounds that they had as men. So I was just always impressed by that, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. And, you know, I got a couple of people I'm really close to from, you know, the UK who re found me because of the Red Pill community. So I'm thankful for the community, you know, because I was able to network with people across the pond. Like, I'm thankful for that. I don't downplay that. It's not something that it's not something to sleep on. But at the same time, instead of looking at videos of how messed up women are or how messed up men are, we got to be realistic. A lot of guys out here are scumbags, you know, <laughs> uh, and, you know, a lot of guys, especially like even in the Red Pill community, man, mm. we got to We got to be real about the dark side of male nature. We got to be real about male nature as well, because. Like you were saying, as far as Pete Davidson, a lot of people, especially guys, they're talking about, yo, how is he getting Kim Kardashian? Mm. Because she liked the guy. Let's just, why can't we just leave it at that? Right. You know, but a lot of people feel like he don't deserve her because of, you know, he look weird or whatnot. Right. That's jealousy. Exactly. 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 
Like I always say this right now. I, I've been saying this for like a long time. If I had, if I had like a dime piece on my arm, red pill guys would hate me too. Mm. <laughs> what, what, what's this young man doing with her? They'll talk all this about women, but if I have myself a dime, they're not gonna be like, poor man, another hypergamous creature done took one of our soldiers. No, they're gonna be, they're gonna feel like they deserve her. Okay, so that's actually something that's really interesting. And uh, I would urge a lot of you Red Pill brothers to kind of look at that, think about it. Um, is this some actual, actually about, you know, brothership and manhood or is it about jealousy and hating, you know? Um, let's go ahead, though, switch it up. It's time for story for a story, right? So this is a segment that I do every episode. Uh, I trade a story with my guests, right? So you tell a story and I'll tell a story. So we just want to hear what is a crazy or a wild story that you could tell us, man. Uh, story for a story. Yep. Oh man. Story for a story. Um, you share one, I'll share one. All right. So I had, um, there was this chair I was talking to in 2016. It had to be around, damn had to be like almost six years ago and she uh me and her we had natural chemistry so I was an intern I was an IT intern at the time they didn't really have me really do anything so I'm on a computer and I'm watching like I think I'm watching like Hotline Bling or something like that because that song was big at the time because Hotline Bling came out like around I think fall 2015 so i was listening to hotline bling by drake and then i get a phone call i'm like yo who's calling me and then this dude tells me yo stop hitting up my girl (laughs) like i'm scared because you know this this is some gruff sounding you know this is some gruff sounding you know guy from the hood i'm i'm afraid i'm like yo like my whole my my entire body was in a state of shock hearing that right right because i'm like that's never happened to me before and i'm like for for that to happen for the first time and it's like don't make me confine you i I was scared i was scared to be honest because imagine you imagine you in an office right and you just on a computer you know you you know it's a slow day, and then you get a call from some random number threatening you to stop dealing with the girl. It's scary, mm. you know. But that that the situations like that have helped me to be balanced when it comes to a lot of things concerning, you know, male nature and all that. Because a lot of it is really politics. Like, for example, um, the Pookie and Ray Ray conversation. Do you guys really care about Pookie and Ray Ray destroying a community or do you want access to the woman that they're able to pull? Mm. It all comes down to like your intentions and why you're doing what you're doing. That makes sense. I got one for you, right? Um, So along the lines of what you shared, uh, so I was in Okinawa and there was this girl I was talking to and she had like, it was like this little condo apartment uh, the Air Force calls them dorms, right? But I'm from the Marine Corps, so we call them barracks. So we go to her room. It's like this little apartment. 
we walk through the door. I'm used to a duty being there, somebody stopping me, telling me you can't go to the women's room. There's nobody, right? Go all the way up to her room. Like, and it's really like a fucking little apartment. And I know that sounds like I'm tweaking on the fact that she had an apartment. I just want y'all to know that was not something that usually happened, right? You you usually had somebody sharing a room. There's no kitchen. There's no real amenities. Like, it's the military, right? So, you know, we spent all weekend together. We fucking, we doing our thing. We go out for Indian food, going on little dates and shit, come back. And I'm when I say, like, she she's into it. I'm into her. She got a nice little sweet personality. It's dope, right? Problem is, she's engaged, right? I don't care. Just being honest with y'all. I don't care. I didn't care, right? Um, but she's telling me when she goes home, she's going to call it off. Da, da, da. I didn't put any stock in it, right? Because... I'm from Brooklyn. I kind of understand the way these things go. Like, whatever you do is whatever you do, Ma. I don't care what you do. Um, So she goes home. She goes back to where she's from. She comes back and she goes, you know, we're we're obviously linking back up. This is after a session. She's laying on my chest and she goes, I have something to tell you. Don't get mad. I was like, why would I get mad? Right? Like, if anybody knows me, like, I'm very nonchalant. I'm I'm a nonchalant dude with a temper, if that makes sense. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so she, um, she's like, oh, don't get mad. I'm like, why would I get mad, right? She goes, okay, well, I went home and I got married. So again, I repeat it. Like, why would I get mad? You the fucked up one, not me. And I'm laughing, like, because I didn't really think nothing of it. But put my whole foot in my mouth. She got offended. And uh no, they don't want to sleep with me after that. So should have shut the fuck up. Kept my smart, my little uh, apartment getaway while she was trying to be trifling. But open up my big fat mouth. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, we, you know, there's so many lessons in, in like what you said. And I think the biggest thing that we can learn from... I think the biggest thing that we can learn from your story is honesty. Honesty can give you benefits that lying is just not going to give you. But a lot of people are not going to perceive the benefits of honesty until later, which is why people lie so much. Yeah, and I mean... To, in all honesty, she could have told me, like, yo, I'm going home, I'm going to get married, but I still want to do this on the side. I would have been like, all right, cool. And I would have been a good side dude and stayed in my respectful place, right? Um, you know, I, I think there's rules to being a side dude. You maintain respect and you shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, bro, is there's anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? It's one thing you'd uh-huh. like to leave them with. On on every level, you just got to be realistic. But mm-hmm. one of the things I also want to say real quick is that maintain a sense of gratitude. You know, I know with this American culture, you know, they push this. You're not doing enough. And, and you know, there is 24 hours in a day. You might not be doing enough. But at the same time, enough is subjective. 
enough is subjective. Like if you got a roof over your head, you got some heat on, you've done enough for the day. Mm. You know, at, maintain a sense of gratitude because at every level, there's pros and cons at every level in, in life. It don't matter if you're rich. It don't matter if you're poor. There's always pros and cons. It's like being a child, there's pros and there's constantly even being a child. But people romanticize childhood so much. Right. Not knowing that there's benefits to being an adult. You know, there's benefits okay. to adults. There's benefits to being older. There's benefits to being younger. There's benefits so, to everything and everything. It, it, exactly. So maintain that sense of gratitude. And, and don't maintain that sense of gratitude because you can always, things could be worse. No, maintain that sense of gratitude because be grateful for every stage that you're in. I love it. I love it. Be grateful. And for those of you listening, go be great. 